The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. And welcome back once again to The Waiting Room, a Quantum Leap podcast, proudly brought to you by SJP World Media. I am Sai, and I'm over the moon to say, joining me for the first time in a little while, and I'm so glad we're back doing this, is Mr. Benny Mac. How are we doing, sir? I am doing very well, Sai. How are you? (laughs) Tired, mate. Very, very tired. Tired. (laughs) But I think that's just an old age thing now. I think it's getting to the point where I'm getting older. And I do anything and it wipes me out. But there we go. Never mind. I'm, I'm going to get woken up very quickly because I'm excited to be back doing this show. Uh, the, the network itself, SJP World Media, relaunching, rebranding, all that good stuff. And the waiting room being part of that relaunch, that rebranding, I'm over the moon to say. So it's, it's great. We're back going, you know, carrying on from where we once left off. Uh, obviously, we got to the first episode of season three in our last little mini run of the show. Uh, so we're going to carry on, you know, straight away with season three, part two. Yeah, uh, the leap home, part two. Left on a massive cliffhanger, really, to a degree. To be, <laughs> we haven't done that on purpose. I'm just looking. Actually, it was I think about the sixth of June when we did that episode. So it has been a long while it's since it came months. out. Uh, as we sit here right now, you're talking about relaunch and all that kind of stuff. As we see here recording. It hasn't relaunched yet, so I haven't seen the new logo. I see your little teaser countdowns going on on Twitter and SJP Raw <laughs> Media and stuff, so I've not seen it, which I, which I quite like, actually, not knowing what it's going to be myself, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's the Obviously, we're recording on the 25th, so by the time this comes out, I would, I'm assuming it comes out when we relaunch, so like, um, yes. so, yeah, as of right now, we haven't relaunched, but I'm looking forward to it, so... Yeah, I mean, it's just, again, I'll, I'll probably speak about it on other shows, but not to bore anyone, but I'll, I'll sort of touch upon it now for people who only listen to this particular podcast. It's just been a case of certain shows ran their course, other shows, um, the hosts had the, the scenario that we talk about all the time where real life gets in the way and they've moved on to do other projects, other things. Uh, we've had some people give up podcasting pretty much altogether who are putting shows onto the network as well because they've had issues, uh, family issues and personal issues and so on. So rather than sort of battling ahead, banging my head against the wall, I decided that we'd lost a bit of content anyway. I know of shows that were going to be joining the network. I know of shows that were going to be restarting. Uh, I know this was going to be restarting. Obviously, the Doctor Who pod as well that I work with, Dan Griffin on, uh, runs in seasons. So I knew the, se- the the fifth season of that would be restarting and, and yeah. you know, Nitro Nights and all that sort of stuff was going to be coming back. So I thought, well, let's just stop now, have a couple of weeks where we can regather ourselves, get it all together and, and sort of relaunch from there with a few little extras as well, which people will be you know noticing as uh, as we sort of go through the weeks of the, the, the podcast network relaunching there. But... As we said, it was a bit of a cliffhanger last time we were talking at Quantum Leap. This is, as, as I mentioned, season three, episode two, The Leap Home, part two, in brackets, Vietnam. Um, the cliffhanger is dealt with at the start of the episode by a recap of the last episode. Which was very and, helpful, by the way, because it's been a while since I've watched it. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. And then we, we, we get a, I suppose 
stable of numerous television shows, but not something Quantum Leap does very often. The whole previously on Quantum Leap or last week on Quantum Leap. Yeah, it's weird actually because to hear Deborah Pratt, obviously the voice of Ziggy and everything going forward, but like obviously she's been the voice of the show. You know, I think it started in season two, didn't it? Roughly when she started, yeah. in the but like it's weird to hear her say last week on Quantum Leap because we don't like we've said it already throughout these seasons that that we generally I think I don't even think. I'm trying to think. Have we had any two parts since before this? I don't think we have. I'm off the top no, of my head. I don't think so. It's been continuous anyway. So for her to say last week or Quantum Leap and then it's following on is like almost a bit, I don't want to say uneasy. That's not the right word, but it was definitely weird to hear her go last yeah. week on Quantum Leap because we always usually have that, you know, Sam Beckett steps into the Quantum Leap accelerator and blah, 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 blah to explain what the show's about. And then we get on with it basically. So to hear her uh-huh. say that was a bit like, oh, I forgot about this. Um, I did pick up on this the, the, on the because I watched it on Now TV very quickly, and there's a line one of the characters says later on, and she swears, and it was cut out on Now TV, <laughs> whereas I have the DVDs, so I've only this is the first time I've watched it, but not on DVD. So to hear it get blanked out was kind of like, oh, okay, well, fair enough, I guess, but it was just weird. Okay, here it go, and he's a. Uh, yeah, they just like carried on basically. Like, yeah, oh. I had the same thing because I actually watched it on the catch up the the on demand on my um cable box because yeah. uh, sky sci-fi are reshowing all classic quantum quantum leap again so i, I just sort of bought it up on there and watched it downstairs whilst the wife was out mm-hmm. with the kids earlier today and i had the same thing it was kind of blanked out on there as well which is quite interesting it's just it didn't take me out of it too much it was just more of a because i happened to look away you know like oh they blanked that out. Okay, fair enough. Mm. It didn't like annoy me or anything. It was just weird because I've only ever watched it on DVD apart from its initial run on TV. But I don't remember. Obviously, I would have watched it on TV back in the day. But I, I would assume because of the when it was shown, it would have been blanked out because it was shown like before the watershed over here. So yeah, I'd imagine so. But generally, I've watched it more on DVD than I have on tv so it was just weird you know yeah no i get you i get you and it's interesting as well those little differences between the dvds and the original release i suppose and the sort of not remastered or anything like that but the kind of the, the repeats that we get via places like sky and virgin media and now tv and so on and little changes that they have to make i suppose it's quite yes. interesting seeing those isn't it yeah yeah well obviously the biggest one would be jimmy Oh yes, of course. Not, yeah, not being shown at all because of the content in it, which mm. you know we've already discussed that. So I'm not going to guess back in the archive, but I'm not going to go too far into it. But you kind of have to reshuffle it a little bit, I guess. Some sometimes it's annoying, but I understand why most of the time. So mm. the word I think the word is uh, excuse my language, everybody. <laughs> we're not exactly uh, we we do market as explicit, but we don't swear very often on the show. But it, she uses the word bastard basically. Mm. But it's just it was just weird to sort of because I happened to look away, like I said, and it was like, oh, it's gone. Oh no, yeah. I <laughs> for a second because they don't put like a beep or like a sound in the background. They could have put no, it just dubbed the sound out, don't they? Gone, and then it was back. I was like, because I, you know, yeah. it was just that moment of like, oh, the oh no, it's gone. No, there, oh, there is. <laughs> Uh, um, the episode begins then as we mentioned with this flashback to, to the previous episode of Quantum Leap and uh, it shows Sam having leapt into himself and basically talking to his older brother Tom and saying that 
you know, he, he wants him as a favor to give him one day, and that day being April the 8th, 1970, where Tom has to go and hide in the deepest, darkest hole he can find, because this is the day that Tom, in, in the original history, uh, gets killed whilst serving in Vietnam. This yeah. then leads to the, the final scene of that episode where it's the basketball game. You can go check it out in, in our archives uh, just for this episode, our coverage of that, that particular story. Uh, Sam gets told by Al that Tom still dies. He turns and shouts, Tom, and then leaps. Yeah. And then the conclusion of that long stretch like word is him leaping into uh, magic, who we'll discuss in a moment because obviously now with the, the invent of new quantum leap yes that's gonna be quite interesting with yeah. my name um, exactly <laughs> uh and he has leapt into tom's vietnam uh navy seals group and everyone starts shooting the shit out of the jungle uh, because they think magic has warned them that enemy soldiers are present and scares them away so and, and the line from tom is damn magic how did you know they were here and that begins the the episode it's a very a very i mean we always get a not always but we generally get like a good like moment of like you know where we've had sam stood over a body we're holding a gun like oh oh boy what have i done or what did this person do yeah this is probably one of the most explosive literally that we have that we've seen so far um trees breaking gunfire explosions <laughs> it's all it's all kicking off from um, um... Uh, footage from Predator, apparently. Yeah, I was literally about to bring that up. I've only just read yeah. that. I did not know that, to be fair. It makes sense now, but I did not, I've never known that until literally yeah. today. So I was about to bring that up, actually. <laughs> There's a couple of things. There's a couple of things that will be um, for me in that scenario of I didn't realize that until today. One of no. them will, one of them will blow your mind, but we'll get to that very, very shortly. Okay, well, I, I imagine. I've got a couple of the, uh, do you want me to do the actors now or? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do it, yep. I like to try and, you know, when you're watching these things, obviously I've watched these shows before, so I've got to remember that most of these people I've seen because of Quantum Leap and th that episode. And some people you see in the episodes, and you, I've never seen them ever again in anything. Um, but there is a few in here. Um, now, the first one I've not necessarily seen in something else, but as it's an ongoing sort of, not necessarily a joke from this show, I think we have mentioned it before, but it's been an ongoing joke on the network since the network's been a thing, even before the network was a thing. But the woman who plays um, Maggie Dawson, which, again, we'll get into these characters as we go through the episode, but Maggie Dawson, Andrea Thompson, was also in that TV show that you don't want to cover, Babylon 5. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and she was in the 1987 uh, film uh, Wall Street, apparently, but I, I've never okay. seen it. So I, don't, I've, you know. I think it's that Tom Cruise, Wall Street. Um, you're asking now. I think that's, um, isn't that, Oh, uh, the Charlie Sheen, Michael Douglas. Oh, okay, no, not. I'll go by. I have seen it though. It does ring a bell. Yeah, I've I've never never seen it. To be fair, I know there's a Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know if that's anything to do with it. I know there's I've other not seen that one. No. I know there's follow-ons from it. People are going to be screaming in, in the middle of a shop or podcast <laughs> oh, right now because I haven't seen them. She's also been in Criminal Minds as well, which I know okay. you've watched before. Um, yeah. Field agent Anne Hudson. I don't know if you remember. It's only one episode. I think it looks like it's only one episode. So uh, she's also been in Bones and stuff like that. So and uh, I was trying to find to see if she'd been in Law and Order because these people tend to have like a Law and Order. She's done a couple of Babylon Fives, like I said. Um, uh, no, she hasn't done any Law and Order. So we can't put that sound effect back in. <laughs> to be fair, uh, there we go. Um, there we go. 
let me remember the character's name because I'm useless. Uh, Blaster. I don't think we really actually learn his name, to be totally honest. But anybody that's watched the episode, it's the fella that wipes out and then swims God knows how far underwater and then pops out of the water screaming with his shirt off. And everybody's like laughing their ass off. It's quite a cool scene, to be fair. Um, Anybody that sees it or should recognize him, but he does the voice for Joe Swanson in Family Guy. Um, So it's that fella. So anybody that's got a very distinctive voice, to be fair, which we don't really get in this, to be honest. You might not notices him if that makes sense because he's got a very distinctive voice as joe that was going to be one of the ones that i I was going to come back to and say well i've learned that literally today because obviously we know him as the voice of joe and family guy but i remember him also being the star in a sitcom called rules of engagement and me and my wife watched that when it's been cancelled for many years now but me and my wife really enjoyed that show it was very yeah it wasn't brilliant consistently but there are moments when it was very very funny and he was really good in that and okay i've never what's it called rules of engagement no i've not seen that at all it it, it tickles me it's one of the you know standards of american you'll probably find it on e4 middle of the afternoon now but used to be on in the evening kind of jobs you know but it it was quite good it was quite good um you also did a voice in um sorry go on oh no you carry on please I was going to say the Emperor's New Groove as well. He did a voice in that, uh, Kronk in that. So that's quite a popular, you know, but 2000, I think that came out, Disney film anyway. He also does a voice in B-Movie for Ken. He's the boyfriend of the woman in B-Movie, if you've ever seen that. Um, he, again, he's got a very distinctive, loud, shouty voice. But in yes. this, he talks normally. He doesn't really do that. So it's not like, I don't know, it reminds me a little bit of, um, if you've ever watched the IT crowd, like Matt Berry is very, like, overacting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's almost like he does the same with that Joe character in Family Guy, like, very animated, I- ironically. I'm not trying to say that as tongue-in-cheek, but he's very shouty, isn't he, Joe? So yeah. <laughs> Matt Berry yeah. is very overdramatic in IT crowd. So, um, See, in the rules of engagement, his character is, he's still got that very distinctive voice, but he's, I wouldn't really say he's shouty, but you can know it's him. So you know it's yeah. Joe from Family Guy. And again, this is one of those moments I was mentioning earlier in the show where I've learned this today. I had no idea this was the guy from Rules of Engagement. I bear in mind there was <laughs> numerous seasons of this. Me and more have watched the whole thing. Didn't twig for a second until you start talking about it just then. <laughs> it is, uh, it's, uh, I, remember, I, I remember seeing him. I don't think it was necessarily like straight away. It was literally probably a good couple of years ago when I was watching it back at some point. Right, uh, probably way before we even started doing this. So I was like, "Oh crap, that's what's his face?" I can okay. never remember his name, but like you know. Um, and the only <coughs> part of me, I mean, others that are watching the show probably might pick out other actors and go, "I know them from this." But like, I was like picking them out and going, "Holy crap, that's so and so." And I do it for everything. I'm annoying to that point. Like, oh, oh yeah, he was in, and she was in this and that, and they're like, "I have no idea what we're on about Ben." I've not watched as much TV <laughs> as you, obviously. But uh, the last one I want to mention quickly is. Uh, she is the I forgot the character Chuhoi, they call her, and she is like the um local person that's defected to the American side to help them. Yes. Uh uh you know, which we'll get into obviously. But um her name is uh Tia Carreri Carreri, I think that's how you pronounce her surname. Uh I know her straight away as soon as I saw her, even back then when I first watched this, was I know her as Cassandra from Wayne's World, because she was in that in nineteen ninety two. Um, she's done other TV shows like Relic Hunter. She did a voice in Lilo and Stitch. But the other film I forgot about is only because it's on this list. 
was uh, True Lies, the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. I don't know if you've ever seen that, the yeah, True Lies. Yeah. yeah, she was in that as well. She won like, uh, so she's done loads of stuff as well. Like um, Patrick Warburton, like they've done, she's done Voices in Family Guy. Um, <laughs> maybe, uh, she's done voice, she's been in Blue Bloods and stuff like that. I was trying to find something. I always like to find somebody that's been in Law and Order just to, but <laughs> I, I don't think we've got one this time. Uh, CSI Miami, that's probably the closest. Um, I, apparently she was in the OC. I, when I, I've seen the OC, I don't remember her being in it at all. So okay. I miss that. Um, I have seen all of the OC, so it must have been a while. I'll probably end up seeing it. I'm just trying to look through the list very quickly. True Lies, I've already said. Uh, and then, yeah, Relic Hunter, really. Airwolf. No, that, no, other than that, no Law and Order this week, I'm afraid. I, I used to watch Airwolf when I was a kid. I used to know the theme tune. I don't know it anymore. Thank you. You know what? I thought that was Knight Rider. I don't know why. No. <laughs> I'm gonna stop now. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> now the last, the last who was in Wayne's World. I adore those movies. I think they're absolutely fantastic. I watched them over and over and over again. I adore Quantum Leap. This is one of my favorite episodes. I've watched this over and over and over again. It was literally today when I bought something up online and saw the lady's name that I went. No fucking way. <laughs> and I clicked on it and t- oh my goodness, it's her. Never noticed it before. Never noticed it. Really? Yeah. yeah. No. Ridiculous, no, isn't it? First Wayne's World film I, I love. The second one's all right, but I prefer the first one, to be totally mm, honest. Yeah, I prefer the first one. Um, but uh yeah, her she's a singer, isn't she, in that? And she's got a f- yes. if that's her singing, she's got a fucking cracking voice to be fair i, I don't know if I think she has released a couple of songs at some stage in her life <laughs> she really i didn't know that i'm not sure how long ago it was but, <laughs> but yeah there you go there's the three that stood out to me anyway mm. again if you i mean let us know obviously sjp world media and you know a waiting room pod and all that kind of stuff because if you there's somebody that i've you know you think well this person was in this but i haven't recognized them so <laughs> is what yeah. i'm getting at fair enough uh now then we have the basic scene set for us very early on. We have this uh, group of Navy SEALs led by Sam's brother, Tom. And Magic is obviously who Sam has leapt into. Uh, should we touch upon new Quantum Leap now, Benny, with regards to the links for that? You can do, yeah. I mean, I've I've only seen the first nine, so I've still yet to actually see the second half of the new season. Okay. Um, obviously, I, I, at some point, I feel we'll do a show maybe as an overview for that season rather than episode by episode see what we think of it maybe pick up if there's any favorite moments but um i mean yeah so the person that sam's leapt into is um they call him magic um remember his actual name so uh herbert williams or magic which we'll get into but uh turns out that uh joins the quantum leap program many 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 moons later after doing several tours in Vietnam and is actually heading up the quantum leap projects in the new, um, in the new quantum leap with Ben yes. and all that kind of stuff. So I love the fact that we've got magic. So anybody that's uh, anybody that's a new fan might not necessarily know that. And that's fine. He, he can, cause he does end up talking about it a little bit, but for us who've seen it before we go, Holy crap, that's magic from quite possibly one of the most popular episodes of quantum leap, which is this episode, which we're talking about now. Yeah, 
It's a lovely little touch, isn't it? And, and we got Winston from Ghostbusters playing him. Ernie Hudson, because, mate. I'm nerding yeah. out big time. I loved it when I saw Ernie Hudson in the trailer. I was like, oh, yes. That, that you know, it suits him right down to the ground. <laughs> so it is, It's great stuff. Uh, with regards to the new Quantum Leap, I imagine we will reference it uh, fairly regular as we go forward through the rest of this project, looking at the old classic Quantum Leap. I imagine we're going to dive into it at the end of this project and, and look at you know, bits and bobs and potentially more episodes and so on. We, we will cover it. We will look at it. We will talk about it at times. But our main aim is to cover the original series episode by episode for now, Benny, isn't it? Yeah, well, we're at season three. We've got two more seasons to go. We're at the start of season three. So um, yeah. I'm enjoying it. Obviously, we've had a, we've had breaks in between. And hopefully, those are, hopefully we'll, we'll keep those to a minimum now so we can get through and watch them basically it's just like you said time i've um stopped doing a podcast which i'm sure we'll talk about on a maybe an sjp episode or something and why and blah 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 but i'm obviously doing i've li- i've cut down one of the projects purely because i want to do another one but i was trying to do this with you that and that and it was just i just was spread too thin and i couldn't do it mm-hmm, so yeah. and i want to keep doing this obviously um can't leave it half done and two the other one i want to do is more of a project i've had in my head for way before i met you to be fair yeah, yeah. Uh, and even and i've got plans for it and what i want to do with it or whether they come to i'm hoping to start doing these things uh hopefully next year mid next year hopefully you can start doing some of these which will be apparent once because they're going to be on sgp anyway so <laughs> yeah there we go anyway, off another tangent there <laughs> no worries <laughs> um we have maggie dawson who is a female reporter who is we we see in a scene later on she explains about how she's been on bombing missions and so on she's a, a basically a war reporter she she you know is a journalist takes photographs and so on as well and the general gist of the start of this episode is these guys are going out on a mission uh i believe they name it operation lazarus which yep. is classified back then um, which causes a little bit of friction between Sam and Al when they discuss it because Sam wants information. Al can't provide it because it's classified and at this point it's 25 plus years old. It's a lot older yes, now, yeah. of course, but at this point it's 25 plus years old and it's difficult to access classified information from that time because of how it was stored and how it was done and so on. But they're working on it back at Project Quantum Leap. Um, Magic, we learn, gets his name because he is lucky and and they believe him to be magic the first month of their um, mission or tour out to vietnam this troop felt that they were jinxed because there's so much stuff going wrong then magic arrived and everything took an upturn and magic apparently gets almost like a sixth sense he gets these funny feelings about when things are going to happen and obviously we see that going forward in the episode as well which is quite cleverly done because it almost gives sam a reason to tell other people what Al is telling him about what's going to happen without seeming like he's a lunatic because they will buy into this magic character's yeah. opinions, won't they? I mean, there is a point, obviously you're supposed to be a soldier and you, if you start talking to thin air, they're going to put you in a sight ward or something. I mean, yes, you know, so there's going to be elements of that. So it is a nice little, like, like, as you've already said, moment of, Oh, we just accept magic talking to thin air because he saved our lives several times since he's been with us. Uh, the guys, I think they explain it. They stepped off the chopper when he first arrived, which then got hit by mortar fire. Yeah. Exploded. <laughs> uh, I assume killed the pilots and whoever else was on board, but he was the only one who survived and he didn't have a scratch on him. Then they went on missions, like you've already said, and literally um, 
there's been like a good luck what does he call it a talisman for the for the yeah. use so um yeah so do you know what i didn't think about it till i mean i thought obviously i saw it but i never thought about that's actually quite a clever way of less depart from um you know because no phones around there and they're in mm. vietnam so you know um there's a good way of getting around the this dude's crazy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is indeed uh Al passes on, though, the bad news that Sam is not there to save Tom. That is not his own personal mission for this particular leap. Sam is there to, they believe, make sure that this mission is a success. Because in the original timeline, it was not. And I think the colonel gets killed in the original mission. Is that correct? I think a couple, in terms of Tom's, uh, in terms of the mission... Uh, Tom gets killed and two others get. Oh no! Yes, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so um, but yeah, I like the fact that I don't know if like is the right word, but there's a bit where Sam says, "Well, I'm I'm here to save my brother. I don't, you know, I don't care." As again, we're having Sam be like, "No, I'm here to save my family." Um, mm-hmm. But also, he's like, "Well, how can the mission be successful if Tom dies?" Yeah, but people die on successful missions, Sam. You can yeah. complete the objective, but you can you can have people perish while trying to achieve this. So the fact that Al had to point that out, I actually thought was quite good. Yeah, Sam's bubble of like how because in Sam's head, it's only success if his brother survives. But mm. Al's very much obviously he's a military guy, as we already know. So for Al to be like, no, Sam, you can lose people, and then so I like the fact that Al had to kind of reel Sam in a bit, which I thought yeah. was quite good. To be fair. Yeah, I also like with Al in this episode. I think this is a really strong Al episode, by the way. There are certain quantum leap stories that we've already looked at uh, and ones that we're going to get into as well, where Al doesn't feature very much or Al's a bit annoying or his lechiness goes a bit too far and it's a bit uncomfortable with, like, you know, modern day eyes. But this is one of, I think this is one of the strongest Al episodes. I think this is absolutely fucking fantastic. But I love the way he's wearing his, his naval suit throughout the whole episode as well. I mean, that sits in really well, the whole theme of what they're doing. Yes, yeah. Um, not one of his weirder glowing badges and yeah. <laughs> all that kind of stuff going on. <laughs> Which, again, doesn't weirdly doesn't look out of place for some strange reason because he's meant mm. to be in the future. So for the, when you watch, you go, oh, okay, it makes sense, I guess. And especially where things are anyway now, it, it makes sense to, to a degree. Fashions change. Things come back yeah. around again. Uh, there's, you know, there's always somebody that's a little bit different. So, no, I like the... It doesn't feel out of place. And Al is not just, I mean, there is a bit of lechiness going on, you know, when the report is changing, you know, he's only human. You can, it's not as bad as it has been. Um, mm-hmm. It is a bit like, Oh, for goodness sake, mate, calm down. Um, uh, but I do like the fact that he misses it. Cause he's helping Sam. And he's oh damn. It sounds like what oh, she, he, she put on a pajamas, <laughs> just a little comment. <laughs> like so he missed it. So he wasn't that bad. Um, and she's a striking woman. You can't not look at her, to be fair. So, <laughs> but, um, there we go. You know, um, but uh, no, he's not as bad as he can. But like you said, very much a um, of an Al episode. Well, obviously we'll get to it, but um, definitely one of the stronger ones. And the I know I'm getting ahead of myself here. So, but the last scene in the freaking in the in the episode, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But every time, mate, every time. Oh, it's a moment. Right, you know, it's a moment. So, but yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> right, um, 
th- this this leads to a conversation between uh, Dawson, Maggie, the the reporter, wanting to go on this mission um, to report on it and, and take pictures and so on. And she's you know not obsessed, but she's very committed to her job and also winning the Pulitzer Prize, which is a big journalistic award that's been running since the early 1900s and so on. Um, she wants to go on this mission. Tom is leading the mission. Tom says, uh-uh, no chance. We don't want to have to babysit her. It's going to be dangerous and so on. Um, this kind of gets twisted around later on, but we'll get to that shortly because here there's a line that I think is really important when you watch it back. Yeah. The, the colonel, the commanding officer says to magic or Sam to go and set up a bunk, a bed in the uh, communications bunker which again becomes very important later on yeah. for, for Maggie and then explains, Oh, there's two hoy waiting by the chopper. And Al says, I've never, I never trusted them. Cause obviously Al served in Vietnam. He says, I yes, never trusted yeah. them. And then there's a throwaway comment straight afterwards. Oh, unless they were cute, which is, you know, just a typical Alarism. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But that comment of, I never trusted them in hindsight, when you watch it back, it's actually really clever because it's a throwaway comment in a way, but it, it, it doesn't it's not even enough to make you think but at the same time when you watch it back the clues are there aren't they yeah they're very subtle actually um the fact that like you said he does that throwaway comment of unless they're cute and he'll just i'll be an hour and then i think that's what how you i, I remember the first time watching it like you kind of like ow you know <laughs> that's about it really yeah. so i didn't really think about it it wasn't until i honestly we'll get into it but it's the scene in the water when he's talking before they switch the plans of what they were doing when the other guy tries to grab hold of Sam and tries to sedate him or whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah. it's not till then that you realize there's some dodgy crap going on here, but we'll get into that. But the other one quickly before we move on was you said about Tom wanting, not wanting to take a reporter on active maneuvers makes sense. Uh, but then he throws in the comment, let alone a woman, which yes. now you could probably, you could do without, to be honest, mm-hmm. even then. But this is no, I don't know. I don't know. This is 1970. I get why. I get why, but it's just like it's now a very it's a bit like um it's a very cocksure, bolshy environment as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's very it's a boy's so definitely a it's, yeah. boys club, and it definitely yes. um, but he, he could have quite easily said obviously again, if it was now it'd be different, but for me it was like you could have just said, I don't want to take a civilian with me. And that's enough. That should be and enough. And now you're right. I think you're spot on, Benny. I think now that is what would be said. Yes, yeah. Uh, but obviously he throws in that comment of let alone a woman, which is a mm. bit, you know, it's a bit thingy, but um, he's got her bet. You know, it may be the wrong wording now, the wrong phrasing, whatever you want to call it, but he's got her, he's he's worried about his men, for one, because yes. they have to keep an eye on somebody else while they're trying to do their jobs, but also her safety as well. So it's everybody's safety, not just mm-hmm. hers. You know, it's for everybody. So it's his moment. His his um, it's for the right reasons, is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, and and he says as well, it's it, it's like they're all they're all in sync, and they she her presence would throw this off because it's an extra body. And, they, and the way he explains that is, if if magic gets gas, Tom is the one who farts, which yes. I thought was a really clever. I mean, even Maggie herself says. It, it's a point well made if made kind of vulgar but yes, yeah, yeah you know it, it yeah, was quite yeah. clever and cleverly done wasn't it so yeah absolutely yeah so uh but yeah it was just obviously now 2023 eyes just you know he could have done without the 
let alone a woman comment. But other than that, mm. it's it doesn't. Apart from that, I mean, I'm just thinking of further people who are watching it now. But it comes. He's not like he's not a sexist person. He's just again, like we've already explained, he's worried about his unit and he's worried about her safety. So it's not like a. He's not an asshole, is what I'm getting at. We've already met Tom in a previous episode. He he is who he is, but he's not compared to some of the characters we've seen. In other ones, especially the ep- first episode that Sam leaks into a woman, stockbroker fella or whatever he was, very, very <laughs> sexist even for those times. So, um, but yeah, I wouldn't say Tom's that. I just thought it was something. It didn't. It's never. Re- it's never really thought. I've thought about it before until now. Really, when mm. I watched it today. Okay. So. Okay. Fair enough. Um. Apparently, the uh, the the lady played by Cassandra in Wayne's World is going to lead the light uh, the um the troop up the river to ambush a village or uh, to sort of capture a village and so on. That's the plan. Tomorrow, she's going to lead them to where this setup is because it's kind of secluded and secret and so on. And of course, she has the information that's relevant to that. This then cuts to them all being at a bar. And we have press ups on the bar with a young lady sat on somebody's back and they're counting up to 50, which is, you know, obviously <laughs> a bit, I can't do one press up with nobody on my back, never mind anything else. But um, <laughs> I'm this, <laughs> this is where we start getting the things that I really enjoy about this particular story of Quantum Leap because we get, I don't think we get it very often in the show, if I think about it, but we hear about Ty different things are going to happen. Al kind of gives Sam the nod. Sam changes stuff. So then Al then reports how the past has changed to him in the future. And it's not something we get a masses, masses of in quantum leap. I don't think we get moments of it, but here it's it's quite heavy in this episode, isn't it? How often they sort of change the timeline. Yeah. So Obviously, you can, they can always have access to certain things like newspapers and all that kind of stuff. In this case, they're trying to, like you said, access the uh, the, the the Pentagon. I think that they say that the computer's older than what Ziggy is, so it's having trouble interfacing. I think we get that in the episode. Um, but Al appears at the bar and basically says there's going to be an attack tonight at I think midnight, mm-hmm. and the only reason they know about it is because the photographer Maggie covered it, so they have that. So, because again, Sam, aka Magic, um, has this talisman magic sense or whatever. He's almost like a Jedi in that moment of like looking in the mirror, talking to Al, and he's like, "There's going to be an attack at, at midnight," and you know, they, they, but also Al brings to this to Sam's attention. There's a fifty-two percent chance this is why you are here. So, if you do this and you save the general, because the general died in this attack that was you were referring to earlier. Um, just in this bit, though, um, there's a 52 percent chance this is why you're here, Sam. But if you do this, you won't. You'll leap, and you won't be here to try and save Tom. Yeah. So Sam stood there and hesitates for a moment. You can't blame him because we've had the Tom conversation throughout the seasons as we've been leading up to this. It's not until now that I realised that actually, my brother he remembers his brother. Then in another episode, he remembers his brother and something else. But then he remembers that he died. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't. He can't remember how he died, and then eventually he remembers how he died. Or Al tells him, I can't remember, ironically. Um, but um, yeah, so Sam hesitates for a moment and then goes, "There's going to be an attack." So he's put his own brother thing aside to save, change history, basically. 
Um, so, but yeah, there's meant to be an attack. Uh, I don't know how far you want me to go with this, but um, they all set up. They believe him. The general's a bit iffy, but Tom convinces the the general that you know he's never wrong, and he hasn't been well, so far. The sixth sense, hasn't he? This you know, sixth sense. Yeah, the magic, the yeah. Jedi mind trick, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> obviously, Al in this case. Um, so they set it up, and they wait, and they wait, and they wait, and Al's like, they're going to be in a minute. And it's, um, what I will say is, I'm not sure how. I, the only thing I could think of, because I was like, how did Maggie cover it? Because they had her, Tom confined her to that tent with Chuhoy. Now, in the original history, it was a surprise attack, so it wouldn't have had time to confine her to somewhere. It would have just happened, and they've had to react. So, in this scenario, Tom grabs hold of her and shoves her into a, into no, a but tent. I, I suppose, I mean, we're going to come to st- a thought I have on this, probably okay. closer towards the end of the episode. But with regards to that particular instance, she could still report an attack happening from being in the tent. She would still hear the gunfire yeah, and of course, yeah. explosions but and so on. My, so. my logic was because the initial attack was a surprise attack. It was uh, they didn't know it was coming. Mm-hmm. So it would have been reactive. So there would have been wouldn't have been time to stop her from going to take pictures and see it firsthand. So mm. that was my logic with it. But yeah. Okay. Uh, Tom okay. Caesar grabs her in and says, Stay there, and basically tells Chuhoy to um not let her leave, and then she does pull a gun on Maggie as well. <laughs> basically, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, the, like, like, like you said, I mean, uh, just to sort of clarify, they're back at their camp now, aren't they? Where this attack is going, yes, to yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, Maggie has Maggie's been told to wait in the communications bunker with uh Chu Hoy. I, I keep panicking, I'm not pronouncing that correctly. I apologize, I think that's, why, that's how they said it, so that's how I'm saying okay. it. So. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that's her name, I think that's a reference to. It is, yeah. Her I don't role, know isn't her it? Name is. Her name, I think they refer to her at one point as being TT. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. I, I just think on the IMDb thing, it doesn't even say that. It just says Chuhoy. No. So I don't. I didn't know what her character name. Okay, we'll stick with Chuhoy or, or Cassandra. That'll do. Um, I mean, if, if it's the reference <laughs> that we shouldn't be saying, I apologize. I don't know mm. whether it is. That's what they call her in the episode. So yeah. um, okay, I think um, it means somebody who is defected, which is what I said yeah. earlier. So I don't. Yes, really, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, yeah, um, the attack doesn't happen. Basically, is where I'm no, uh, this the attack doesn't occur. Um, Maggie is sent back to the bunker, as you explained. Uh, Chuhoy is still sat there on her own in the, in the communications bunker. And then, when it's all calmed down a little bit, and they realise nothing's going to happen, Sam is told to uh, secure the radio. Is the phrase they use, isn't it? And he has to message yeah. um, to a to a base camp. I suppose is that correct? Yeah, to let the let headquarters know that the you're not at battle stations anymore. You know, there might be an attack yes. coming. So you you know the radio saying that we were we're expecting a counter attack here. We're going to be at battle stations, and then they stand down and say that nothing's happened. Basically, basically letting headquarters know so they people at headquarters can look at their maps and go, well, we know we've got a base here, here, and here, and this is the line that we've got in terms of the battle. I guess so. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Uh, the, the radio is playing up a little bit. There, there seems to be some sort of technical issues with it. And you, they realize that the frequency is set wrong. It's set to 47.30, which is not the correct frequency. And they readjust it to what it should be uh, and carry on getting the message across. And they're connected very quickly once it's been adjusted, which is which is good for them. Um, Maggie just, then... Sorry, go on. Go on. I, no, I was just going to say, I've just realized this is a scene I was talking about a moment ago where Al's getting distracted by Maggie getting changed. Yes. In the distance, you don't see anything, um, nor can Al really see anything apart from being a bit like, oh, 
half naked lady. Um, so I'm just wondering now. Again, I'm I'm playing like devil's advocate here. If she hadn't been in there getting changed, would have Al have been like a bit more invested in a bit more like why is this to the wrong frequency? Because mm. he doesn't sort of pick up on it. He just goes, no, 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 that's wrong. You need to do blah 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 blah. And then Sam gets hold of HQ and stands down. So yeah. I wonder now whether again, very cleverly written, if that was what the intent was. <laughs> yeah, d- yeah, definitely. You know, so. um, Maggie has obviously then, as you mentioned, got changed and so on. And she attempts then to, uh, should we say, use her womanly ways uh, to. She's Roy. definitely got that about her side, to be fair. Yeah. The way she's sought through this episode, the way she's got certain assignments, she doesn't say it, but it's very much implied. Yeah, she's she knows what she's little doing. Bit of the elbow wink, wink, we'll say. <laughs> yes. Um, she bribes magic in her mind, but obviously Sam to us, to yeah. convince Tom that she should go on this mission. Al is convinced that Sam is just going to be like, yeah, no chance. You know, I'm sticking with my brother. You're barking up the wrong tree there is, is a yeah. phrase. I use. And Sam, to Al's surprise, says, yes, I will tell him. And he does. He convinces Tom to let her go on the mission. And I love this because, again, it comes back to changing the timeline, manipulating the past to get results in the future. Yes, because, yeah. because of what happened with regards to Maggie covering the sneak attack that we just discussed, and they knowing about that in the future because of her reporting, they still haven't accessed any information about this Operation Lazarus. So by getting Maggie to come along, her newspaper reports and her magazine writings and whatever it is she does, or photographs, or if she writes yeah, a novel yeah. about it, whatever, <clears throat> that can be used as information in the future to pass back to Sam so he knows what's going on in effectively in his present or the past as it is in reality yes. in, in 1970. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a very clever little touch. But as you're saying this, I've just realized, I think it's the end of this season. There's a very, well, not end of this season, actually, because it's a follow on. There's a good moment later on where they use this to their advantage, because even though from the person's perspective, it would technically be 50 years for this to be delivered. But to the future's perspective, it would happen like that because they've posted it here and it's received here you know, from a time point of view, it's very clever. So again, having her come along to cover the story, she would have already covered it. So that means they can then get the information they need to see how the mission went and originally and whether they need to, like you said, change tactics a little bit to get it to where Sam gets the mission successful and keeps his brother alive, which is Sam's ultimate goal here. Uh, Even though actually he is actually there, we find out somewhere along this, is actually to help save POWs. That's because mm-hmm. that's what the mission is, which they, well, I love. Although I was just going to say that Alice stood there with Tom and the Colonel and they start talking about Project uh, Mission Lazarus, whatever it is. And Al stays there and listens to it. And I love this because we see Al snooping for a change. We he- we've heard him say it for other reasons, lecherous reasons before. But for once, he's using his hologram. Uh, thing to be like in the room with these two people talking about the mission and you could potentially listen to what they're meant to be doing so you know i've got a little bit of a nitpick and we're gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent now and i do apologize we never do that on this show but i've got a little bit of an issue that i've thought about in recent weeks that i've never realized before and now it's in my head i wish i'd never thought of it al as the hologram can go to different locations uh, a perfect example the episode we had with the nonce man 
and those two guys kidnapping the young boy. Yes, yeah. And Sam was the mum. And Sam and, said and, to and, Al... Um, another mother? I believe that's he, right, yes. Yes, yeah. thank you. That's the average. And Sam says to him at one stage, go to him. And Al says, I can't do anything. I'm a hologram. He's like, no, but yes, go to him because yeah. then at least I know you're with him. And then he goes, doop, 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 zoom, and appears next to... And we see it quite often. He, he'll disappear and appear somewhere else and use his voice to call Sam over because Sam doesn't know where to go and all that sort of stuff. Yes, yeah. Now, Al being there is based upon being in sync with Sam's brainwaves. You can only see it because Sam's there, is what I understand, basically. Right. Yeah. But Sam can only see in here what Sam can see in here. So his brainwaves will only be in sync with what's around him there and then at that moment. So how can Al be doing these larger situations, larger locations, larger, um, uh, like, like zapping to the van where the kid is and so on, because oh, okay. he's, so you're, 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 so, um, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. You're thinking he, he should be in proximity. He, he should be able to only see what Sam can see or interact or hear or listen with, you know, with what they've got. I mean, if for you, you even extend that by just trying to, you know, think up some sort of fan fiction around it. Even if Ziggy creates a little bit of a world around them as a bubble from maps and so on from back in that day, like, he's not Google, gonna, Google Maps. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. not going to be able to listen in on conversations because Sam's brainwaves that Al is synced to for him to be there are not listening to that conversation. Does that Makes make sense? sense? Yeah, because uh, so the logic you're. It's never explained. I can't even explain that. But basically, the logic is that he should be only out be able to see within a certain proximity of Sam is what you're getting at, basically, yeah. which makes sense because the imaging chamber is essentially a room that projects a environment where Sam is. Because if we were to see it from Al's point of view, Sam would be a hologram, which we're seeing more of in the newer Quantum Leap. We yes, see more and, and the surrounding there. areas is a hologram yeah, as yeah. well, isn't it? But yes, good show. I haven't... Um, Never thought of it. To be fair, I just accepted mm. that he can, like, if it, it, now, now for argument's sake, if he was in this room with me now, in theory, because say, say it maps he'd again, could it map just the house but not the people? Because you'd have to be within earshot of. I don't I know. Never thought about it like before. You've opened a can of worms there, mate. To be yeah, fair, yeah, and I wish I hadn't. Because you've ruined the show done. now. Yeah, now. we're I done. I said we weren't gonna have a break again, but we're done. We're All kind right. of finishing, aren't we, after this one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a bloody good question. How do they? Do, unless it's just a case of, you know, it is a supercomputer. We can probably we'll, we'll figure this out. I'm gonna have to think about this now. Maybe I'll have an answer by next let's episode. Just, let's just have that as the reason. Be a whole episode in itself, just talking about that now, because that is. Al can do that because of computers. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back to Vietnam. I'm going to Google that after and see what Wikipedia has to say about this. Yeah. Whether anyone else has picked up on that before, because I've never questioned it before. Like, you know, there is a a scene. I don't know whether it's we've already seen it, whether we're coming up to it, but there is one where he says, Can you go and have a look in that room? Because it's a dark room. If I walk in there and the lights are off, I can't see anything in there. Mm. But if the lights are on, he can. Mm. So I don't really know. Unless they do like a... Hang on. I, I may have a theory here. You've got my wheels turning, mate. You shouldn't have started this. Um, okay. Uh, but maybe it's a case of when they link into Sam. Yes, Al is linked to Sam and um, 
they're linked together, aren't they? With brain waves, they've got yes. their brain waves in sync. So whatever it is that they did, so they can see and hear each other. Maybe when they when Sam leaps in, any contact he has with these people, they can like sink into their brain waves to lock onto them, uh, like sort to of know like where they are. Kind of, yeah. Right. Like so, they maybe that's it. I again, yeah. it's never okay. explained. Maybe it's it's never explained. In fairness, so I believe I'll buy into that. That make that makes. And the, the, no, inter- and you know, you could argue, but how did he go to the van in the episode we were just talking about? But the boy was in there, which is part of the mm. family, which they would have maybe done a scan on them so they could keep a track of them. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of trying to explain it away so it's not ruined for me, but like... <laughs> <laughs> no, that, 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 that makes that a lot of sense. sense. I'm going to go with that. I'm okay, not even going to look into it that deep because I'm going to try and forget that I even thought about it. <laughs> Too late now. You've already looked into that deep by even bringing that up, to be honest. <laughs> it hurt my brain. Uh, anyway, back in 1970 Vietnam, um, we have Maggie now going on the mission and we have have stock footage of Vietnam helicopters flying over some Vietnam... Uh, grass and swampland and so on it yeah, literally yeah. could have been from any 1970s movie or an episode of um the a-team where they have footage of them in vietnam or whatever i don't know I but uh, Apoc- i wonder if it was from apocalypse now maybe well, potentially <laughs> <laughs> um this is where tom explains that there's two possibly three prisoner of war pow's uh, in the location they're heading to and their mission is to rescue them and this is when Al explains, we have changed the future already. We know what's going to happen and so on. Um, there's no story from Maggie about this. Because Sam asks, do we get them out? How is it going to happen? And Maggie, uh, sorry, Al explains, Maggie gets killed on this mission. So there is no report from her about this. So that throws a big spanner in the works there. Uh, they, they set down the choppers. Hang on, I was just going to say, because that scene, because Al turns up and he's floating alongside the chopper essentially yes. and there's a bit where he tells him that and sam's face drops like you've just he's just like oh what the heck have i done this woman mm-hmm. was alive she didn't die now i've dragged her into this to help us so i can save these people and my brother and all this stuff and now i'm gonna get her killed his face uh, you can't see the color drain from his face because of the face but i feel like that's what's happening to him in that moment and I love the way Al looks at him and goes, I know you want to scream. I know you want to tell him to turn the shop around. But if you do that, they'll just sedate you and you'll be left yeah. behind. And, and Al in that, you said Al in this, but I think Al is like the you know, MVP in this episode, definitely, because there are scenes like that. There's less lechiness in this, apart from that one scene, really. But that scene for me was, I never really, again, because I've seen it so many times, when you watch it back and it's been a while, I was, I'm, I'm like appreciating it a bit more, but that moment when he tells Sam that she dies and you can see Scott Bakula's face like drop and the way Al deals with it. Cause you can see that Sam is like really to scream almost like mm-hmm. no matter what I do, it just seems to go in tits up <laughs> all the yeah. time. You know, uh, I, I don't want to underrate it, but I thought it was a really good scene in that yeah, moment. No, I never, totally. never really thought about it before till today watching it back. But if you haven't watched it, give it a watch, ladies and gents. I thought that was a brilliant scene and very well managed by Al in that moment. Again, I think that might be the military side of him coming out there, if that makes sense, to control Sam's anger or fear before he's about to go into battle, which is what they're about to do. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, totally. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, they, they, they sat down and 
uh, Magic and a few of the others get out and the, the, the helicopter, the chopper, takes back off again. And this is where Maggie is a bit of a dick, but I appreciate she's trying to get this story and so on. But still, you, you know, you've been told by everyone you're staying in the chopper, you're not to leave. She tells them that she needs the loo and then says that she's not going to wee out the back of the helicopter like the guys do. And all they this stuff. She- they didn't have she wees back then, I don't think. Nah. <laughs> so uh, they sat down again and she just does a bunk. I mean, how irresponsible is this woman? Yeah. In the middle of a war zone with yeah. food and we know with anybody. Other people, with other people, other people's lives are in her hands there and she's just fucked off. Yeah. She, um, yeah, in that moment, she doesn't come off very well because she's, she's, but she's literally willing to do anything for a bloody story, isn't she? And do you um, know what else pisses me off? What's uh, now, now I've been started off, right? Okay. Uh, so I don't mean to wag my finger and point at you then. That was not my intent. I apologize. But <laughs> uh, the way she says Pulitzer Prize. Yes, they've picked up on that on IMDb as well. There's a lot oh, of have them. they really? They have, yeah. She doesn't say it correctly, yeah. She says it like, it, like there's a couple of E's in it or something. Yeah, like over over long, uh, what's it, extra syllables or whatever like, it is. P- but, yeah. She goes like Pulitzer or something yeah. like that. It's so a word for yourself. You know, I'm going to get it wrong now. Pulitzer. It's literally Pulitzer. Oh, okay. Because it's, um, uh, I can't remember where the guy was from. Um maybe Poland, maybe it's sort of Eastern European anyway of origin to the guy's name. So it'd be pronounced Pulitzer. Literally. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I didn't know that, but I, I did see on the IMDb comments that she says it like it was one of the goofs that she says it wrong. So you're not the only one who's picked up on that. Today, so, yeah. um, I, I didn't necessarily. I'm glad other people are pulling her up on that. Cause that was annoying. <laughs> um, yeah. It's literally there. Um, Maggie pronounces uh, it wrong, basically. Something no journalist would ever do is what somebody's right. (laughs) um, One of the other ones is saying that when Sam gets off the helicopter in the initial scene, when they first get back to base after the episode starts, um, he's wearing jeans instead of camouflage pants. Now, it was common for Navy SEALs in Vietnam to wear jeans as they were tougher than the uniforms they were actually provided with. Okay, see, I noticed that. And I actually thought, that looks a bit fucking weird. Yeah, so I mean, everyone I else has got everyone else has got the camouflage bottoms on, haven't they? He's got jeans on, yeah. Mm. Um, so he's Calvin Klein's or whatever, <laughs> I assume. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, they were more resilient than the stuff that they were provided with, allegedly. Uh, again, I'm oh, not right. enough to know to, but according to this person, that's why it was. So um, it's little things. It's something I don't really pick because I've seen it so many times. I don't necessarily pick up on that. The music sometimes I do. By the way, the music in this episode, which we don't have a great deal of, but we have it near the beginning and in the bar scenes. Again, it's of its era. It's of that time, and it just mm. again, it always fits in well with the um, well, like wild thing and stuff like that. Is straight yeah. in there, which is a great song. Anyway, um, can't yeah. help but sort of groove out to it when it comes on. So by the trogs, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, oh, great stuff. Um, Maggie's buggered off now on, under the pretense that she needs a whiz, but she's a lying bitch. Um. <laughs> I mean, what they're trying to do, just in context, what they're trying to, so they want to insert the the tom squad into a certain area for them to then move on to the mission objective the general this is something i can imagine quite a lot of people doing back then he wanted to make three fake insurgents so to the local militia you know the the vietnamese or whatever um you know they land here then they land here and drop them off then they go up again they land somewhere else so it looks like they're dropping off but they make they're not like you said she's buggered off because she wants to take fucking pictures 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a bit selfish. It is very selfish of her because we're also leaving that chopper right in the middle of the field that could. It was parked there for a while, waiting for her to come back. Which yeah, they don't know how long her wee's going to take. Exactly, and also <laughs> we've already spoke about the fact that uh, when magic arrived, that chopper got mortared. Mm-hmm. So that chopper sat there in the middle of a, essentially a battlefield. Could have been destroyed. It could have killed them. All that work, you know, they did in the initial ep- part of the episode to save the, the general could have been undone by her going for a, a Wii, which she didn't actually go for because she was running off to try and catch up with the squad, basically, mm. to take pictures. Yes. Um, we then come to two... Well, not even two. There's a couple of scenes here that I think... Uh, we speak about pacing of episodes quite often on this show. There's a lot that happens now in a very short amount of time, but it's paced perfectly for me. Sometimes they they run through things too quickly and it's too quick. Sometimes they drag it out and it's it's too much. But here, I think this is done really, really well. And we start off, first of all, with um, three Vietnamese on a boat and they're jumped by um, Tom and a few of the, the soldiers and basically get killed and so on and they've got guns and other military equipment tom orders the men to take the weapons but leave the rest because it's worthless isn't it you don't want to be carrying the extra weight but one of the things that sam picks up is a walkie-talkie a radio yes and this is set to 47.30 and that's where the penny drops yeah, Sam's I mean, like, honestly watching it the very first time i don't think i picked up on it until nor me nor until me. that moment if mm. i remember rightly that moment was like Oh shit! Why was there? Hang on! Why was there set? Somebody's a traitor, and I will admit my mind went straight to the local. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, of course. I could yeah. be wrong on that, but obviously I what I you know. But, but you've had was- that pretense put in your mind by Al at the very beginning of the episode, saying I never trusted them, unless they were cute, which you then kind of uses a throwaway comment, like you said. It was very mm. well, sort of. D- I don't know if disguise is the right word, but it is, you can kind of go, ha, yeah, yeah, unless they're cute, ha, that's funny. And then you kind of forget about it and move on. Yeah. So, yes. like I said, first watching it the first time around, I definitely didn't see it. I thought there was something off, but I didn't pick up on it until Sam said to Al, this is the same frequency that was in the uh, in the communications tent from earlier. Yeah. So, um, something else that I picked up on on this rewatch that I didn't get in the originals. Again, it's because I know what's going to happen. I'm noticing things that I suppose are there that maybe I, I overlooked first time round. Is this is when Al arrives and Al is telling Sam that they're moving the, the POWs because they know the Americans are coming, but they're down there. They're just on a path, a pathway, a dirt track, just very close to where they are. Yeah. There's three of them and there's only two guards. If you go now, you can get them. You and your, no. I can't remember the guy with Sam, but the other, you and him yes. can overpower yes. them and like, save the POWs, basically. Yeah. Yes, yes. And Al is obviously very animated and uh, and keen for that to happen because that's that's part of Sam's mission, or so they believe. But to me, he's extra animated, and we obviously at the episode find out why. Yes. Uh, oh, first God. time, first time round, I I didn't pick up on that, but this time round, I'm like, oh yeah, look at him. He's very keen for Sam to get to them. I mm. also, but then he's always been a passionate about saving people anyway. So yeah, can, yeah. As as you're watching it the first time, you could probably overlook that because he's very much Sam. There, she's over there. You got to save her. You got to save her, or him, or whatever is going on. So, but yeah, you're right. He is very like get a fucking move on. 
basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse my language, but uh, uh, yeah, no, you're right. This is where this is where Al and Sam and other people have the conversation. Well, not Al having the conversation. Obviously, he's a hologram, but people are talking in general um, about Cassandra from Wayne's World has been the one using the radio. She yes. has been tipping them off. This is another ambush. Not a part um, of the moment. <laughs> no, no, de- <laughs> definitely not. Uh, and then we get a little bit of, I suppose, background scene filling. Sam has to get to the location quicker than Tom and the other soldiers because he's aware it's an ambush and he has to get warning to them. We cut to Maggie hiding in the, I suppose, it would would it be a jungle in Vietnam? The overgrowth? The, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, well, a dense yeah. sort of wood, wooded forest yes, sort okay. of area, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, she and takes, she's, uh, she's taking pictures of the, yeah. of the prisoners of war as they're being sort of marched, I guess, past down this track. Um, and she's quite tearful, which I imagine that would be quite a powerful thing to see, wouldn't it, really? It's actually nice in that moment to see her because I'm not going to say she's a cold person, but she's very much like I have a I want to achieve something here and I want and I'll do it by any means necessary. So to mm. see her emotional about these POWs being moved and her taking pictures hidden away, because obviously if she gets she's not armed, she's got a camera. What's she going to do? Blind them with a flash? She hasn't even got mm. a flash on the thing, so she isn't she isn't going to be able to you know these two armed guards escorting these three POWs. Is it three POWs? It is three. Yeah, I think, I think there's, they said there's, two, on the helicopter, they said there's two, maybe three. I think Al then goes on to say it, there's three of them. Okay. So, yeah, so to see her, like, tear up about it is actually proof that she actually does care about something. Mm. <laughs> she's not yeah. exactly, like, not that she's a robot anyway, like I said, but she has that, like, killer instinct of, like, I want to achieve my goal and I will do it by any means necessary. So in this moment, seeing her tear up is actually quite a, and then, like, once we find out later on, it's even more powerful. But, you know, we're not quite there yet. But, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Sam does arrive first, which is good news for everyone involved, apart from the Vietnamese, obviously, and opens fire. And it gets it gives the warning to everybody that all is not as they as they first thought. Um, gunfire kicks off. Helicopters are flying by. Um and and this is where Cassandra stands up behind Tom with a gun, and Tom's telling her to get down, thinking that this you know she is still with them. Um, but she raises the gun to basically shoot him in the back, and yeah. Sam Sam shoots her and guns her down. So it gives the impression that this is probably where Tom would have died. I guess it definitely feels that way. I don't know whether it was something different, but it because f- he wouldn't. He's got his back to her. He thinks that she's on their side so he's not actually suspecting that she's going to shoot him so because we never actually find out how tom died we don't even find out in this episode how he would have died because they're not sure they all they know is that he did die mm. um, i'm assuming because the, the the files would have been classified for whatever reason so because the mission was classified so what they were doing there so the the terms of how tom actually died is still but yeah you're right i think we can safely assume that it was because of the defector that actually was a double agent, not somebody who was actually on their side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then, uh, there's a lot more going on, gunfire and so on. People are going to be rushing back to the, the, the helicopters. As they're heading back this way, they hear Maggie shouting and yelling. And I forget about this moment virtually every single time I watch this episode. And it makes me go, oh God, every time yeah. it happens. We've had, the lead up to this, Al's been pointing out booby traps along the way. 
So, and Sam's pointed out to his colleagues, jump over it. And then on the way back to the chopper, Sam is also, aka Magic, is pointed to the ground. There's a trap here. Jump over it, jump over it, jump over it. And as you said, you forgot. Oh, do you know what? Uh, again, knowing what happens in a sense of the general gist, I forgot how this happened as well, mm. like how it came to be. So, um, very, uh, oh, crap moment. Definitely made yes. me go, holy sh. And the way, I think it's Sam. I don't know if it's Sam or Tom, but the way one of them shouts Maggie it with urgency is very powerful. And then, unfortunately, she trips a uh, trip mine and she gets caught in him. She's almost, well, I think is it Sam gets to her and she looks up and says, Poo, it's a, <laughs> uh, with the <laughs> camera. Um, and we then find out that dead people are at the moment of death that they can see Al. Because she looked yeah, at that and she it. Kind of, I thought so, she was saying it to Al. I feel like she was saying it to Al. I don't know where. Oh. I don't know 100. I am. I I get the feeling that because obviously we've learned that animals and young children can see Al, and now we've learned that somebody who's about to die apparently, the brain firing whatever it fires in its last moments could oh. see Al, and she says it holding the camera up to you know Puitzer towards Al. Not, I mean to anybody looking on, it would look like it's to magic, but. I feel like yeah. it was definitely out yeah. in that moment. Oh dear, Maggie is gone. Um, it's a very moment. dark moment. Yeah. It is very. Uh... Right, we're back at the bar now for the basically the conclusion of the episode, and the the colonel, the general, whichever rank he is, arrives at the bar as they're all mourning Maggie and talking about what's and Sam is. You know, he's, he's he's half cut here. He's had a few beers and he's, he's talking had a few about drinks, definitely, yeah. yeah, and he's rambling on about nonsense and everyone's telling him to shut up, basically. Uh, when the colonel arrives and says, "We've got Maggie's last picks here," Sam even says, "Oh, she didn't even get to win the Pulitzer." Mm. And Al turns around and says, "Well, she did." And the colonel's there saying, "I've got her last pictures here." Al explains her last image that she took, her last actual snap, got her mm. the award. And Sam runs over, rummages through the black and white images, and we find that the images that she was taking was hiding on that dirt track of the prisoners of war. The one, I think it was the one at the trail end of the of the group that was being marched. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. I looked back, and the snap is basically of a young Al, who was, it turns out, one of the prisoners of war in this scenario sam looks at him and says you could have been three al says what the hell i i get um re in five years repatriated yeah, yeah. Repatriate yeah, yeah you could have been free and he says i was free taps himself on the temple i was free here basically up mm. here i was always free and mate even now talking about it i can feel myself getting emotional about it. it's silly really i've seen it so many times but this is another example of a moment where Sam could have changed Al's history. Mm. And now the first time was MIA and it was very obvious what, uh, but this time Al didn't say that it was him. Al didn't put that pressure on Sam at all because he knew mm -hmm. how much it meant to, you know, Al unfortunately was a POW and he does get repatriated in, in five years. And unfortunately his life, you know, doesn't get his Beth and all that kind of stuff, but um, he doesn't die. So how in this moment, how good is a friend of Al for him not to go, by the way, I'm one of the POWs. Now, mm. did Al remember that, that he was? Of course he did. He, 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 he must not, yeah, right? Yeah. So 
in this moment, he has chosen not to tell his friend who is dealing with this turmoil about losing his brother on April the 8th and all this other stuff going on by saying, by the way, I'm one of the POWs. Because mm-hmm. that would have changed the story immensely. I mean, just before that moment of seeing the picture, there's a bit where, you know, you know, you know, Maggie's dead. Yeah, but you saved your brother. And there it is, isn't it? I traded a life for a life. So Sam's dealing with a lot of <laughs> issues mm. in that moment as well. And that picture just adds on the, the it's just a moment in quantum leap law history, whatever you want to call yeah. it. It's a very big moment. Um, I don't know whether that is actually Dean Stockwell in the photo. If it is, it's a bloody, it's him younger or if it no, is, I think it, I think it is him, isn't it? Yeah. It's just younger, I assume. Um, but it's just, um, what a moment basically. Um, Absolutely brilliant. But yeah, if you look into it more from Al's oh. point of view, how how could he not tell somebody he was one of the POWs, but at the same time, he's dealing with being in his brother's unit and wanted to save his brother. So he oh. sacrificed himself in the long run to help Sam. Yep. That proves how much he cares about Sam, basically, I think. In that Pretty moment. amazing. Pretty amazing. And five more years he's going to be um, a POW for. Five more years. I mean, yeah. to put that into context, uh, that, that's the actual end of the war in Vietnam. Well, not the end of That's when Saigon and all that sort of stuff. The Americans' involvement actually finished a couple of years before that. So yeah. the American involvement in the Vietnam War actually finished a good year, two years before Al was even allowed to go home, which is pretty spectacular. And they, do, they they put him down as mission missing in action, but obviously mm. you don't know whether that means he's dead or not. They just don't they don't know. Yeah. But it after a while, after being gone for so many years, at what point do you go? Just assume he's dead. Yeah, you just assume he's dead. So yeah, but yeah, everybody thought about it before. But yeah, as I've already uh, said, Al sacrificing himself to help Sam. We get a funny moment, uh, not funny, haha, but a funny little touch, I suppose. Um, Tom says, oh, it's midnight. It's April the 9th. I'm still alive. So he's got through that day without, you know, the, 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 uh, so premonition from his younger brother. But then he turns around, hugs magic and says, thanks to you, little brother. And that's where the screen freezes and Sam leaps, which I thought was an interesting little. Yeah. I don't know whether he's never referred to anybody else in the unit or even magic. as. No. So I don't know. Not sure what that was trying to accomplish, really. No, I don't, unless it was just a moment of maybe Tom saw his... I don't know. I really don't know, because that's the mm. one thing in this episode that does leave me a bit like... What's that about? Why, why does he... Did he see Sam in that moment? Or No, because he'd have said something, surely. Yeah, or was it a case of just saying it out loud, but he just happened to look at magic as he said it? I don't mm. know. I don't Like you said, I don't know, what, don't know what it was trying to accomplish on that moment. No. Um, if you know, let us know, <laughs> ladies uh, and gentlemen. But there we go. Um, Sam leaps, and he leaps into uh, a, a vicar, a pastor, a father uh, in a church ceremony. We'll come to that in a moment. Um, very quickly, Benny, out of five is how we normally do this, isn't it? Yes, this is how we've done it from day one. We're not going to change it up like you do right. on your other show. <laughs> I screwed that up big time, by the way. But anyway, yeah, carry on. <laughs> I had a five. What are you thinking? Um, five out of five. Yes. Yeah, it's got it's, it's got it's got it's, it's got its little bits, but in terms of the law of quantum leap, and obviously it's now playing its parts to a degree in the newer stuff as well. Um, but 
the first time watching that. And I still, even now I felt it today watching it when you see that reveal of the photograph of El. It yeah, still it's makes so me good. like, it's so good. It makes me feel like, and again, like I said a minute ago, I've just, you know, realized it more now that for Al not to say that he's one of the POWs to Sam and to sacrifice himself to help his friend save his brother. Mm. You couldn't wish for a better mate, could you? Do you know what I mean? No, so, definitely not. so, so yeah, five out of five. I can't, I would never not do this. Me. Uh, five stars out of five stars or five little tit or whatever it is you do <laughs> yeah, five one hundred percent out of five for me so out well. of five i give it 10 basically yeah yeah pretty much mate. pretty much <laughs> i have one one little thing that i need to bring up that just puzzles me a touch now earlier on in the episode we find out that maggie's reporting is what got them the information about the ambush. Right? The story okay. she wrote about the ambush is what got them the the story about yeah. that so that they so that in the future they knew this ambush was going to happen because she reported about the ambush and reported about the colonel dying and so on, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how they knew that was going to happen. Later on in the episode the ambush has not took place. The colonel has survived. And then Maggie gets killed. Surely those things would dictate there is no news report in the future for them to then. Well, use. there wouldn't be, a, there wouldn't be a report anymore now, would there? Cause they've, no. changed it. they've changed it in that. So it's still, they had the report say the attacks come in, but because we now know that the insider was, that must have radioed them to say, call off the attack. They know you'll come in. Right. Then, because it's like ground zero, essentially, for Alan Sykes, so it doesn't yes. happen. So by that, as soon as that attack doesn't happen at the strike the of midnight, changes, the future so, changes, yes. which is why the colonel's still alive. So because yes, they're at ground zero of it doing it, but from an outsider's point of view, you could read it and then you'd be like, you'd be like the Mandela effect. Like it, it might be, not, like, yeah, it, yeah, you know. So yeah, but that because, was my only stumbling block with it. It was a case of yeah. well her report they used but that report then in the future wouldn't exist but they'd already used it before they changed that i suppose so yeah, yeah. i get you yeah so by the time okay, fair enough. yeah yeah so by the time they um you know by the time they call off the defense the, the ambush the defense obviously that report never existed mm. so from that point on so it is a kind of a paradox kind of thing going on there really but because sam and al are like uh, uh, ground zero it doesn't happen. So then that report, if in theory, when Al would go back to search for that report, it won't exist anymore. Yes. I get you. Because he okay. lived it, he remembers it, if that makes sense. It's kind of yeah. one of those weird rules of time travel. You watch enough Doctor Who, mate. Come on. You should know these things. <laughs> oh, Doctor Who doesn't stick tightly to the rules, mate. Um... <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're not. You're right. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Next time. <laughs> no, very true. Next time is Leap of Faith. Can you remember anything about this? I've literally read the first line on IMDb and it just says a priest as a priest, Sam must save another priest from alcoholism and prevent a murder. I'm not going to look anymore. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> I really don't. Right. Not even like an inkling. I don't, as soon as it starts, I'm probably going to be like, Oh yeah. Okay. But as of right here, right now, sitting with you, I don't remember episode three. Of we, had, we had a great episode one and two of season three. 
Yeah, maybe this is quite good as well. So. From from my memory, this is quite good as yeah. well. Um, the main priest who he's like the assistant to, I guess, is involved in a court case or he's a witness to somebody being murdered. So his life is under threat. And he also trains youngsters in the church like a box, I think. I think that uh, it's going to be interesting anyway. Getting to that, I'm getting confused now about that pre because in the earlier seasons, isn't there one where we've covered him as a yes, but that was nuns, not priests. Oh, yeah, that's a big <laughs> <difference>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, mate. I, I like I said, once I actually um like start watching it, it will probably come back to me, but as yeah. of right now, I'm not remembering it at all. Yeah, um, I mean, what's well, like I said, episode one in three. At one and two, sorry, but season three is in really good. I mean, even the next episode was episode four, which obviously we'll talk about, but I'm looking at it and I don't really remember that one either. So this is quite interesting going forward. Ah, gonna be good, so, gonna uh, be good. So there we go. I'm glad to be back, Benny. It's been a blast, my friend. Do you want to let people know whereabouts they can find your good stuff online? Oh, well, obviously uh, at Benny Mac B, triple M Y M A C K. Um, as I've kind of alluded to already, uh, in the corners, sort of no more. <laughs> um, to say never Which say never. You know, never. I want to I want to throw that out here right now. Watch story. I said it in the messages. That I'll search in now whilst we're actually recording. Live. It's a shame because I love that show. I really enjoyed it. But I appreciate you've got passions that you want to carry out with other shows, and you have got this as well. So yeah, but I enjoyed it whilst it was there, my friend. So thank you for the thank you for putting that out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm never say never. It may, may, maybe one day it might come back. Maybe once, maybe once waiting room is done. Uh, when that, obviously, we still got another, we still got season three to do. We're only two episodes in. We still got four and five to go. Then there's obviously the new stuff. I, I enjoy talking it with, talking about it with you and reliving it. There's also another one in the back of my head, which I already sent you a logo for back ages ago, which we may do. We may not do. I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah. Um, the other one is uh, Paranormal Junkie. I've done one episode of that, and it was back in April. Um, by the time this comes out, it would have been replayed, I would assume, on SJP yes. anyway. Um, yes. But Because uh, Halloween, as we're recording, is only like f- six days away, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, But I want to do more of that, basically. So, um, But that's at Parajunkie UK. So just P-A-R-A Junkie. Or is it? I can't remember now, mate. To be honest, hang on. You must cut that bit out. <laughs> I'm not cutting uh, shit out, mate. We've got this whole episode without me having to do any real editing. I'm not yeah, going yeah, to cut good. anything out, mate. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, no, that's right. So, Para Junkie UK. So, P A R A Junkie uh, K I E at the end UK. Um, that's where it all is at the minute. Um, I've got obviously I've got a couple of guests lined up. Um, I've also when I can't do guests, I'm going to try and do some other stuff as well. It's kind of like a audio documentary type thing. So I want it to, yes. you've listened to the first one. So hopefully I've, I've succeeded in it, but make it give the music and stuff that's in the background and give it layers. So it feels like an audio documentary. So when you're listening to it, it gives you a sense of what's being said. Is do, do you know what I mean? Like when, if you would watch yeah, yeah. A, a paranormal show and they dramatize it. So it's an audio version of that basically. So mm-hmm. to share the stories now, whether you believe them, whether you don't believe them, but the story, the people that tell the stories seem to think that they're real. So treat it with respect. I'm, I'm, I'm my team skeptic, as they say on the new show. Um, no, but yes. And am I a full believer? No, but yes. Cause I don't know. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'm kind of, of not the power junkie thing in it is basically me diving into this uh, subject with an open mind and seeing what comes out of it, whether, because I've always had an interest in it and it's, there's too many stories for it to be either. We're, we're all a bunch of liars and we all make shit up <laughs> but then, or because some stories you listen to and you go, I'm kind of off a tangent, so I apologize, but you kind of listen to stories and you go, nah, and then other stories you go, do you know what? I don't know whether yeah. it's true. I but the person telling yeah. me this story, you can see it in their eyes and you can tell mm-hmm. their conviction. They believe it happened. Is it something psychological or is it something more than we can't understand, which I've covered with you before on several other shows. I don't want to bore other people, but, but yeah, that uh, paranormal junkie with Benny Mac basically is on SGP. Those are probably going to be about once a month because they're quite yeah. in depth. There's quite in depth. I don't want to just go, Oh, look, somebody said they saw a UFO and they saw it over there and goodbye. I want to like really dive into the, the case and look at every aspect I can and just talk about it. And I had Chris on for the very first episode, which is being replayed um, on SJP World Media. Um, um, and I think, you, you know, at some point yourself, you know, we've talked about it on different shows. So you might come mm-hmm. on and I've got a guy from America. Hopefully I'm not going to tell you who it is because I don't want to jinx it. But he seems very keen and he's very someone very prominent in that uh area (laughs) and he's been around in in that world those circles in that world so but again it's basically me looking at cases with an open mind and i'm not here to say it's bs or i'm not here to say it's real i just want i want to investigate and see what comes of it you know hopefully that makes sense yeah great stuff and i can say as well having heard the first episode uh the the effort you put into it, the production, the quality, the passion, the research, loved it. And I can't wait to hear more. So yeah, looking forward to that, mate. Um, anything I'm involved in, you can find via the network that carries this show. So that's at SJP world media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and all the other great content from the network. You can find via the links there as well. If time travels, your thing, there's the Dr. Who pod. If you like pro wrestling, there's loads of that. There's obviously paranormal junkie as well with Benny and various other projects or various other fantastic content creators at yeah. SJP on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can follow this show itself on Twitter at waiting room pod underscore Benny. This has been brilliant, mate. Let's not leave it so long next time. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully next week we can record another one but and, and just very go. quickly before we go in terms of in the co- in the corner i love doing it i love ch- chatting with you and tyler and stuff but very quickly i feel okay leaving it where it is because there is so much wrestling content on the network anyway okay. so it's not like i'm not going to be involved with it i'm already talking to tyler about being the guest on there maybe yeah. with you on chain wrestling and whoever else i still want to talk wrestling when i have time i just haven't got time to sit down every week and watch a three hour raw a two hour and i met I, I love talking about it because we've been talking i've talked off air with a mate earlier about the whole ward heavyweight championship stuff going on and stuff so i love talking about it i just want to be able to do other <laughs> things there's nothing against yeah. wrestling no of course I'm still watching when i can but i'm not so strict on a schedule now that i have to try and yes. watch raw so I can then talk about it. So then I can watch Smackdown and then talk about it. Do you know what I mean? It's, I a, lot, mean. it's a lot of work is what I'm getting at. So, yeah, of course it is. you know, maybe when this project is no longer, maybe it will come back. I don't know. And like and I as said, you said, occasional one-offs, who knows after the rumble, after mania, who, who knows? Maybe, who knows? There you go. Maybe it's a good idea. There you go. Right. I'm going to shoot. Cause my little girl is speaking of wrestling. My little girl is waiting for me right now to go and watch some wrestling with her. Fair enough. Time to leap out. I haven't said that for a while. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.